Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Bruins postgame podcast time here at WEI.com as the Bruins take out the Florida Panthers 5-4 in overtime tonight. Lee Stepniak lets it fly for his first goal as a Bruin DJ and what could have been a tragic come-from-ahead loss turns into a nifty fight for first place tomorrow night in Tampa because of the win tonight. Yeah, I mean, very positive ending. I still can't help but focus on the, the blowing the three-goal lead thing, but, you know, resiliency... Uh, one of your new players continuing to fit in well. I mean, there were enough positives to take uh, out of this one as well. Three-point night for Stepniak. It's his 15th in his career. Uh, the goal was impressive, but you know, he was pretty good on the even. The two helpers were pretty primary assists earlier in the game. Yeah, and really, I mean, all they were kind of looking for when they brought him in, they know it was a steep price. They know that they could have had him for, for no draft picks before the season that they blew that, but all they were looking for when they brought him in was to have a better offensive presence on that line. And Brett Conley was good in the forecheck, which is obviously uh, creating offense, but not doing as much damage with the puck as anybody else really could have. So they bring in Lee Stempniak, and he's been dynamite so far with them. They get that 4-1 to lead. Bergeron scores twice. And then comes the second period, which is one of the worst we've seen all year. The Bruins were outshot in the period 18-5. to and, of course, you get a lot of people pointing to the fight, which may or may not have sparked the action early in the second period. Sean Thornton, former Bruin, comes over to fight Adam McQuaid after boarding or interfering with Halden. Uh, you know, Hoodler scored shortly thereafter. Do you, how much credit do you give the fight for sparking Florida short term? Yeah, I know I swear on this too much, so I won't <laughs> say the swear I want to. Also, you get out of here with that crud. I I know that it's, it amps guys up to, to play better and and have harder shifts, but pucks don't go in the net because somebody fought. I know, I know that it can change the emotions of a game and have something of an impact, but I don't think the Bruins blew a three-goal lead because because Adam McQuaid boarded a guy and then had to, to fight. And I mean, I, I would say that Adam McQuaid maybe won that fight, right? Yeah, well, he took he took recital. he took a couple punches on the top of the noggin, but he hung in there. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, I mean, the ballet recital of a fight. I don't, I don't think it, it changed uh, the the complete outlook of the game. But I understood when it happened. I was like, okay, this is what people are going to think, and I just kind of roll my eyes at it and move on because I'm a I'm a cranky little kid who's who's looking at the, the stats and all that geeky stuff. Well, in general, I mean, this could still be a first round matchup here, Florida and Boston. What did you think of it? Uh, Huberto had a couple of brilliant, uh, really nice assists for Florida. Uh, they're a good team. They, they obviously hung in there and, and have a little you know, spirit, if nothing else, if that's all you want to give Thornton credit for. They've got some veterans up and down the lineup. Luongo got pulled. He didn't look very good. But I, I don't know who to give the edge to if this was a seven-game series. I'd probably give a slight edge to the Bruins. Uh, I mean, they, they're flying through the neutral zone uh, tonight, which if the Bruins were playing the way they had been against Chicago, maybe that doesn't happen. Uh, 
So I think that at points, the Bruins kind of helped them look better than they actually were, which you could say on the flip side of what the Panthers were certainly doing in the first period. I, I still think maybe with the lack of experience, uh, they, they've got a lot of good young D back there. I don't know if they've all kind of, uh, I don't want to say reached their prime, but but have, have developed enough to the point where you say, all right, if I run into these guys in the playoffs, I think they're, they're going to manhandle us. I think that at this point, uh, in the goaltending, I would give an edge to the Bruins, but obviously they have a very, very good goaltender there in Roberto Luongo. But at, at this point, I would say that probably a slight, slight edge to the Bruins. But on the Bruins, I want to get the, I want to win the division, get the Red Wings in the first round, and then who knows, maybe the Panthers beat the Lightning, and then you get the Panthers in the second round, and it's not that that, that crazy of a run to a potential Eastern Conference final. Yeah, it'd be amazing to see them get in a, a division championship there. Have uh, one game more, uh, you know, play. Tampa's got a game in hand on them, as does Florida, and they're a point behind tomorrow night. Two lineup things. I guess they're going to have to go to uh, Gustafson tomorrow night, right? No chance they could ride Tuca, who had 51 saves tonight for a back-to-back. You think maybe? I don't know. I think maybe. I think the overtime thing hurts it. Um, but I think they should be willing to. They've done it before with Rask. Rask has played back-to-backs before. So uh, I wouldn't totally rule it out that that, uh, that there's no way that Rask would play. I would say that at this point, probably 50-50. And if I were the Bruins, I would play Rask. All right, and Conley gets his ninth tonight. I'm not sure he's going to get your 20, but, hey, he gets a goal, and he also got bumped up in line. He was on the Krejci line for a little bit. Do you think that's just a defensive replacement, or could we see a little bit more of that going forward? Yeah, I think that uh, Claude got a little uneasy when the second period started to, to unfold the way it did. And he just didn't want Pasternak up there because Conley's stronger, he's less likely to make mistakes, all that kind of mumbo-jumbo, which I understand why Claude does things like that. I would have kept Pasternak there. I really like the way that Conley's played on the, the fourth line, and I don't think that he's been there long enough that you can say, okay, now Brett Conley's will throw him back higher in the lineup. I say keep him on the fourth line, let him continue to get his confidence. You, you know the goal that he had there, and uh, just kind of let that play itself out for a little bit. Well, seven of eight points. Granted, Calgary was expected, but Chicago, Washington, and at Florida, seven of eight since the trade deadline in the effort LOL DJ Bean plan. Hey, advantage Sweeney. Advantage Sweeney. <laughs> Talk to you tomorrow night. Talk to you then. We do these podcasts after most Bruins games. Bruins postgame podcast at WEI.com presented by AT&T.